Welcome back, Keith, to this NBA segment. But before we talk about the NBA, I forgot to tell you in our MLB segment, if you want to get out of the way, is I for, I wanted to I was gonna say that for my NL wildcard game picks, it's gonna be two playoff teams in the National League Central. I have the Cubs and the Brewers being the two wildcard teams in the National League Central in the National League wildcard teams. I agree with you. I think either way that you look at it, you take a look at those three teams, the Cardinals, the Cubs, and the Brewers. Either way, I think those three teams are going to end up making the playoffs in some form of fashion. And and Colorado just misses out. I just wanted to bring Col- you that, up that point that we forgot to mention on our MLB show before we dive into the NBA. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that point. That's, a, that's an excellent point. Now let's talk about some NBA. So this Rising Stars game that's on right now, Getting interesting between Team USA and Team World. And if either team wins, then I think Kyle Kuzma is the MVP of the team of the USA team and on the world team is Luka Doncic. Oh, I agree with you. I just think that it's been it's been a tremendous fun game to watch. And, you know, you this is it, it's always awesome to watch this because you're taking a look right now at, at your superstars. And I think that Doncic is gonna become a guy in particular that is is gonna become a guy that's gonna end up being not only the face of the European um, face in the NBA, but he's going to become the top five player eventually in the league. For sure. And um, let's recap the Lakers and Hawks game before we dive into more NBA All-Star game stuff. So embarrassing loss for the Lakers against the Hawks. And a lot of people were questioning the team about firing Luke Walton after the game. And I don't see the Lakers firing Luke Walton anytime soon. He's their coach of the future. Um, Here's the Here's the thing about Luke Walton. I think that he will probably stick around for the rest of the year. Here's my problem with Luke Walton. There's not really one thing for me as a coach that he does well. And I'm going to highlight in particular the um, highlight in particular the Hawks game because that kind of brought this out for me. So the substitution patterns for him are incredibly random, right? And then he comes into this Hawks game – you would, what I would think he would do is LeBron's coming off an injury. Let's not limit his – not completely limit his minutes, but for thro- throwing him out there for 44 minutes against the Hawks. But not only that, it's, it's weird because what I would do if I was playing with LeBron coming off of a groin injury, you sit him for the back end of a quarter – you sit him for the start of a quarter, and then you play him for the remainder of a quarter. But the weird thing is is that he's, like, sitting him in, like, two-minute spurts, like, smack in the middle of a quarter. And then on top of that, his substitution pattern's weird because he's playing, like, a seven-player like substitution pattern as if this was a do-or-die game. Now, listen, I think that this game was important for them to win as far as morale goes because that's a completely embarrassing loss even though LeBron played an absolutely tremendous game but like it it just there's not one thing for me that Luke Walton does well and plus I think what LeBron thinks of Luke Walton is going to play a huge factor in whether he stays or not and because LeBron and his camp have come out and said that Luke Walton is not their guy I don't think that he's going to end up staying. You don't think Luke Walton's going to end up being the Lakers coach at all. I think that's going to not look good on the Lakers once they fire him, in my opinion. I don't think it will either, but at the same time, I I take a look at it from this perspective. He is not the guy that Magic Johnson hired, and I think that might have something to do with it. Now, I know that Jeannie Buss is is in Luke Walton's corner, and that's great and everything, but I think as far as 
what they want to do with their future plans, a lot of it is going to surround around getting what LeBron, you know, kind of keeping LeBron happy and, and, you know, getting what LeBron thinks is going to fit into a championship team. And I just think that with the fact that he's already come out and we're not even, you know, before the all-star break and said that he doesn't think that Luke Walton is their guy. I think they're going to move on. I don't think that they're going to bring it. I, I, I think that they're probably going to move on to Brian Shaw next if they're going to pick somebody. Yeah, if, I would say, I would agree with that. If if we want to move on from Luke Walton, then I think Brian Shaw would be the right person to lead the Lakers into the future. I think he, I think he would too. Now, I think you know, obviously, you have to go take a look at other outside candidates. Um, I think you cannot talk about a coaching search. Um, in the NBA without at least mentioning a guy like a Mark Jackson. Um, but I think as far as fit is concerned with, you know, not only team, not only team knowledge inside and out, but who they'll play for. I, I think that Brian Shaw would probably be the next best fit. Absolutely. He knows the offensive system well for the Lakers. He can help them be an effective defensive team. He learned under Phil Jackson. And I mean, Brian Shaw, knows this Lakers team pretty well. And he had his first opportunity to be a head coach in this league, and it didn't work out for him in Denver. Yeah, but I mean, I think he's in a little bit of a better situation now just because he's, you know, he, he's been here, he's been with the Lakers for a while. And, you know, another thing that I'll, that I'll point to as far as Luke Walton is concerned that maybe Brian Shaw can help with, maybe not, I'm not really sure um, as far as this goes. Play. It seems to me that the player development just it has kind of stalled out, right? You know, you take a look at guys, D'Angelo Russell goes to Brooklyn and becomes an all-star. Julius Randle leaves the Lakers, becomes a better player. Brandon Ingram's development has kind of stalled out. Lonzo Ball is sort of, you know, sort of hit a little bit of a block in the road. Now, obviously, Lonzo's had some injuries, but, you know, he's not improving shooting-wise, especially from the, you know, from the three, uh, from the, uh, from the three-point line and a little bit from the foul line. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know how Brian Shaw is as far as a player development perspective, but I take another look against the knock against Luke Walton. To me, one of the highlights of the year was how are these young players, Ingram, Lonzo, uh, Josh Hart, Kuzma going to develop? Kuzma, see, Kuzma is phenomenal. I love Kyle Kuzma. I think he's going to end up being, end up being a tremendous player for them. Um, but, you know, Ingram seems to have hit a wall and Lonzo seems to have hit a wall, obviously barring injuries. And, you know, obviously Josh Hart is, it was never really going to be a starter. I think he was always going to be a nice bench piece, but for me, that's another knock against Luke Walton is the, the development of these young players outside of Kyle Kuzma hasn't really seemed to progress. I think you'll give it time. I think Brandon Ingram and Lonzo ball will, will hit their ceiling at some point. I do think that I still, I'm not giving up on Ingram and Ball as franchise players for the Lakers. I do believe that they're going to figure it out. I'm not giving up on them at all by any stretch of the imagination. I, I think a lot of when I take a look at Ingram and Ball, a lot of it has to do with kind of their dog in, you know, and, and, their, and their intensity. And me and you have talked about this a couple of times. It's just that you know, from a night-to-night basis, they just don't bring it all the time. Yeah, they don't. I mean, they got to bring more. They got to play with tenacity. They got to play with energy and and toughness. And that's what's going to make them very, very good players in the NBA for the Lakers and all that. But talk about what I think the Lakers need to work on in the second half of the season is their free throw shooting. 
Oh, absolutely. They're free throw shooting and, and they need to get better defensively. And, you know, t- look no further than the Philadelphia 76ers game. If you want to talk about their defense, it was just absolutely terrible. The, you know, the switches were bad, um, terrible uh, getting back on defense, you know, leaving open men on cuts, um, not really guarding the perimeter very well. It was just it, it was just bad all around. And, um, you know, we I, I kind of knew that they weren't going to be a great defensive team because not a lot of young teams are great defensive teams. And obviously on the defensive side of the ball, uh, LeBron is not what he was. Um, but I mean, it, it, it's abysmal and they need to figure it out. And then obviously they're shooting, like you mentioned, not only from the fr- uh, free throw line, but what's interesting to me, and is that, you know, you bring in Reggie Bullock, you bring in Mike Muscala, but Mike Muscala, he plays he plays 15 minutes in his first game and then he has a DNP in his next game. You bring him in to be a perimeter shooter and they don't seem to be able to figure out a way to work him into their system. Yeah, they got to they got to learn how to do they got to figure out their rotations better. Luke Walton can't be like be saying like. You gotta earn your. You gotta earn your place. You gotta. You gotta figure out your. You gotta figure out a consistent rotations. And Luke Walton. That's what I don't like about Luke Walton. You can't have. He, he doesn't have proper rotations off the bench. He doesn't, and you can't have an earn your place system when you're in the position that the Lakers are in. If they were in the lower part of the standings, say, um, you know, if they were, if they were like. Um, you know, like a Memphis, for example, where they're in the bottom part of the standings. Okay, I get it. Earn your place. Let's see what you got. But you're right on the fr- – you're a fringe bubble team for that eight seed. You're trying to get into the playoffs. I don't want to see any of this earn your spot stuff. Roll your guys out there. Get some consistency with your rotations. And, like, get your optimal scoring opportunities to happen from your offense. Because right now, he just doesn't seem to be able to figure out what's going to, you know, what his game plan is going to be. If this continues, then, if, if this continues, then my decision's going to change. My mind will change on Luke Walton, and I think it's time to fire him if this continues. Yeah, yeah. No, if this, it, they, they have to in the second half. I think what's going to be good for them in the second half is, you know, usually this is when you're going to start to see a more motivated and a more, um, a more, a more in charge and intense LeBron, and hopefully that's going to kick up and kick them up. And obviously, I think they need to get their chemistry back together um, after that whole uh, non-trade debacle. Um, but you know, something needs to change, and it needs to happen right away because you know the the Kings are in front of them, and right now the Kings are better. And you know, obviously, you still have the Clippers hold you know holding them off in front of them, and the Mavs are are you know still obviously in contention a little bit as well oh yeah i mean i mean the west is tough but i mean t- i mean uh i mean uh, i think i think the lakers it, this is a tough schedule that they have coming up and i i think that with the lakers from a lake from the perspective of the lakers they gotta they gotta approach those games that it counts like playoff game sevens they have to at this point. They really don't have a whole lot of losses to work with um, as of right now if they really want to truly contend for that 7-8 seed. Listen, I think optimally for them, I don't – optimally for them, I think that if they do sneak – if they do get into the playoffs, you want to charge for that 7 seed because if you want any shot of – Number one, winning a game, but two, showing some competitive playoff basketball. You have to be able to miss. Um, you have to be able to miss Golden State, and I think that they're better fit to face Denver than they are Golden State at the moment. I do. I mean, I think the seven and six spots will be taken, 
but with like Utah and San Antonio, but I do think the Lakers, at the very least for me, they'll be in the eighth spot in the West. I think they, I, no, I do think they make the playoffs because you can't, like, you know, at the end of the day, they still have the best player in the world. You know, LeBron James is not missing the playoffs, but at the same time, they have so many, like, they, they have so few losses to work with at this point that, like you mentioned, they need to treat every game as if it's a playoff atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely. They got to treat it like a playoff atmosphere when they play Houston on next Thursday. But with that being said, let's talk about the All-Star weekend and all that. So uh, right now it's the fourth quarter in the uh, in the Ryan Stars game. That's a very fun game. We talked about who would be the MVPs in that game. But let's dive into the Saturday events, which is the uh, which is the uh, slam dunk contest, three-point contest, and skills challenge. I have Kuzma winning the skills. I have Steph Curry winning the three-point contest, and Dennis Smith Jr. winning the slam dunk contest. I I have exactly those winners lined up with you 100%, and I'm very interested to see um, the dunk contest because I think that Dennis Smith Jr. is going to put on a show. Yeah, and he got robbed from it last year. Yeah, he did. He really competed well uh, with um, – with, with, uh, oh, man, who – who Donovan won the dunk contest? Donovan, it was Donovan Mitchell. I was going to say Donovan Mitchell, but I wasn't 100% sure on that. He competed really well last year with Donovan Mitchell. And, you know, he's a guy, even for his size, he has tremendous hops. And, you know, he showed some really good creativity last year. So hopefully he's able to get it done this year. Absolutely. Of course, of course, on that one. I mean, I'm sure he'll get it done somehow. But, I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, for the, for the All-Star game picks, so my MVPs, if, if Team LeBron wins, it's going to be James Harden. If Team Giannis wins, it's Steph Curry. Oh, yeah, definitely for that one. Um, I, I kind of lean a little bit more on uh, toward LeBron. I lead toward LeBron's team um, to be able to win the game. I think as far as star power and, you know, ability all around the floor, LeBron's team is just is, is so much better, uh, is a much better fortified roster um, than, than Giannis's team. Absolutely, for sure. And then the question here for the Lakers is, I think the Lakers will make the playoffs as the eighth seed. Do you see them playing the Warriors and making the playoffs this year if they can, if they have a very good stretch run this 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 upcoming year? Well, I see them making the for playoffs. The half, I, I do see them making the playoffs simply because you have LeBron James. You have the best player in the world. You're not going to miss the playoffs. But if they want any shot of of having and of making any sort of noise, they need to find some way to be able to miss that eight seed and find a way to sneak into that seven because you get a you get a, a series against Golden State. They're not winning a game. And they may they may get blown out literally the whole entire series. And you know, I, I think that in the grand scheme of things, what LeBron wants is he wants to miss Golden State and go play a team in which they can be a little bit more competitive with to see what he can get out of these younger guys in the playoffs because I think he knows that if they get Golden State in the first round they're going to get swept and they're probably not going to they're they're probably not going to get much out of it so I think you know in, in that perspective he wants to I, I think he would much rather prefer a matchup with with Denver not just not for his sake because I think playoff wise we all know LeBron is going to show up but I think for the sake of guys like Kuzma and Ingram and Lonzo Ball when he comes back to see what they can do against these higher caliber playoff teams so that way they can eventually find how they stack up against the Warriors later on in this LeBron run. Oh, of course. I mean, I'd say the Lakers just to begin is there's still a team that's rebuilding 
that I still see the Lakers being being still I still see the Lakers start going back to the playoffs as an eight seed for me. And I and I do think LeBron is going to want to play Golden State again. I think a yeah, I I think that you know he'll want to have he'll have a vendetta, um, obviously to play Golden State. Um, they they will not win a game if they play Golden State in the first round. I can tell you that with absolute certainty, they will get swept and probably run out of the gym. Um, but they will make the playoffs, and it'll be kind of the first step because you know it'll. I, I think right now they're few. I think right now, from an outsider's perspective, if I'm saying Anthony Davis or or any other of the free agents like a like a Jimmy Butler or a Clay Thompson, I'm kind of taking a look at, at the spot right now, and I'm a little bit wary uh, about going there. So if they can show in the second half that they can put a good run together and at the very minimum get to the playoffs, then you can kind of see some optimism where, okay, I can take this team as it's currently sitting right now, go there as a high-impact free agent, and elevate them to that next level. Yeah, that's a good point you, you, you brought right here. And um, I'm going to tell you, like, now my final NBA thoughts are just looking forward to what NBA All-Star Game is going to bring this weekend. My final NBA thought is the very interesting thing that I saw this afternoon, which was that the New Orleans Pelicans fired their GM, Dell Demps, after this whole Anthony Davis scandal. And I can't really say I'm 100% surprised because, number one, you completely – just you completely discombobulated the Lakers for absolutely no reason. But number two, now I think a big thing is that he's made Anthony Davis completely and totally uncomfortable wrangling him out there in trade talks. And he's, you know, it, it just what he did, not only leading the Lakers into these long prolonged discussions where they humiliated themselves, but letting out all of these different leaks um, really kind of just really showed the NBA what a dysfunctional organization the Pelicans actually are. So I think it was the right move for them to get rid of Dell Dems. They need to go in a different direction and kind of show some stability in that front office. They do. I mean, I kind of think with the Pelicans, from what you're saying, that was the right move. But if they get a general manager that, that is going to be committed to winning, I do see whoever that new GM is, expect this person to be committed to Anthony Davis. Oh, they they should well, you know, they'll be committed to Anthony Davis, but at the end of the day, they'll still have to trade him. I think right now with the New Orleans Pelicans, I'm much more willing to and I know he doesn't want to go to Boston, but as far as pieces are concerned to build for the future, I look at Boston and I kind of favor their package that they can give you because a little bit more than the Lakers, because you can get a guy like a Jason Tatum or a Jalen Brown who are two guys that I see have, that have absolutely, number one, tremendous upside, but number two, especially in that playoff run that they made last year, the Boston Celtics proved that they can be absolutely big time. Yeah, for sure. And then the uh, Rising Stars game is about to end. So before I hang you up here, so next week on our shows, for our, all, for our MLB talk show next week, we will be previewing the 2019 season's for the Cincinnati Reds and the Pittsburgh Pirates when we have our MLB show next week and on the NFL segment for all 32 we're going to talk we're going to move to the we're going to move to your division the NFC East we're going to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington Redskins and the and the, and the Dallas Cowboys and predict their their our list of breakout players for each player in on each NFC East team and for the NBA we're going to talk about the uh NBA uh 
we're going to recap the NBA All-Star game and uh, either preview or recap Lakers Rockets. All right. And that sounds fantastic. Looking forward to it. So, but anyways, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, although you said your season starting in baseball next, next week, we'll work around your baseball schedule so that it doesn't interfere with it. All right. Fantastic. But anyways, I'll talk to you sometime next week and you have a great weekend. Thanks, man. You too.